Hi, and welcome to Screens and Focus podcast, where we share and connect as we spotlight our favorite shows and movies. I'm Brooke. I'm Diana. And this is episode 57. Today, we will be discussing Big Little Lies, season two, episode six, The Bad Mother, and episode seven, I Want to Know. We will also discuss divorce and euphoria. Before we dive in, how are you, Diana? I am doing awesome. Woohoo! Great. <laughs> I'm feeling good. In the neighborhood. Yep. I'm feeling awesome. How are you that's doing? Good. Me, I am good. We went swimming today. I know. That sounds so nice. Oh, it's so cute, Diana. I wish I had another person to help take a video because David was loving the Aww. water. Aww. Yeah, I just put him in there, and he was just, like, all about it. It was the cutest, cutest yeah. thing. I can't wait to do it again. can't believe we waited all summer to put him in a pool. I know. It's crazy. That's fun. Yeah, it was nice. Okay, so I'm just really curious. Like, I have a question for you. Okay. Like, you know, I love family, and I love being, yeah. you Me know, too. united. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm wondering, would you renew your vows I don't think I've ever thought about it. Would you ever renew your vows? Like, let's just say hubby was like, this really meant everything to him. Mm -hmm. And he presented it to you. Like, would you consider it? Would you do it? Um, you know, I'd probably consider it. But just in general, why do I think like I've heard like people that renew their vows end up getting a divorce? Mm. I've kind of heard that. So I'm like, with that, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to renew. It makes me feel like <clears throat> I need to research and understand what is the meaning behind a vow renewal. Because, I mean, I, like, I'm with you. I, I've yeah. heard that. And then I, I've i thought about it myself. Because, you know, like, our reality shows that you and I watch, The Real yeah. Housewives, they... Yes. I feel like they do that on they the shows. They have done it. And, and they, they've... Both the two people that I've seen... Have gotten divorces, so right. it's like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Vicky and her husband got a divorce, Shannon. and Shannon Bedore and her husband got a divorce. So I'm like, ah, uh, okay. I don't think this is working. I honestly, maybe for people that have, are having problems, that maybe that's why they want to renew their vows. Because I'm thinking, if you're good, then why do you want to renew something that you've already made when you got married? Right. Unless you're having a problem with that. I don't know. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I don't see that I would find the need to do that. Right. Because I still hold hold those vows that I had, you know? Yeah. With me. So I don't see the need that I would need to do it again. That's, what about you? Uh, I have not necessarily thought about a vow renewal, like, just in its own, like, oh, let's do that in 20 years or let's a milestone. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all about a party. I know that's true. I love hosting parties. <laughs> I, I love that's parties. Great. Yeah, that's so true. It's like, you oh. know, my little <laughs> inner party animal. Uh, you know, I love yeah. food. I love yeah. drinking. I love laughter. I love love. Yeah. So I would do it for a party. Yeah. I could see but that. But I, I don't necessarily think that I needed to have, like, a, like my whole family come to, the like, a vow renewal ceremony. Yeah. Um, I, I would see that it would be more intimate, like, you know, on the beach. Like, just have another ceremony that, like, I may have wanted. Like, you know how people talk, like, oh, a wedding do-over. How yeah. Would I would like to do that just because like my idea of a ceremony might yeah. have changed right and i love right events yes okay so it would be fine to do a vow renewal in my marriage mm-hmm. just 
you know, <laughs> as long as there's a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds fun. Yeah. I'm coming. Yes, you're invited. <laughs> no question. Okay. So let us know what you think, listeners. Would you, if, if you are married, would you do a vow renewal? And if you're not married, what do you think about vow renewals? Mm-hmm. So you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You can also subscribe to our website and YouTube channel. All right. So, Brooke, yeah, yeah. what were your overall thoughts on this season finale? Oh, well, I was really happy with the past two episodes. I was surprised by a lot. And you know what? Ed surprised me as well. Mm. And mm-hmm. Bonnie. Mm-hmm. She did, too. And I'm so proud of many of the characters, and I enjoyed watching them stand up for themselves and handling their insecurities head on. Yeah, I, too, love these episodes. So much happened, which is why I love the show. I mean, revelations in the courtroom, confessions in the hospital, childhood secrets exposed. You know what? It reminds me a little of Desperate Housewives, mm. and I love that show, too. Me, too. Women trying to keep their children safe and families together any way they can. Right. So it was just, yeah, it's over. So I'm sad about that, though. Well, the season is over. Yes. Okay. I was like, oh, no, did you? Well, yeah, no, I heard that there. it's not likely that there'll be a third season. I did hear that. It says not likely. That doesn't mean no. They're just teasing us. (laughs) That's just wrong. What the hell? No. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Okay. I have, like, it's just, like, burning, you know, I have to talk about Jane and Corey. Yeah. Oh, I'm just not convinced about Corey. Mm. And, you know, I did watch both episodes. Um, I'm still not convinced about Corey. Something just does not feel right with him. Even after he tells Jane that he was being questioned by the police about Jane and the other women. Mm -hmm. I want to believe him, but I just don't care for him. And he's just too much for me to believe that he has good intentions. Like, I just, I'm not, I don't see it. I don't know. (laughs) I actually really like Corey, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. In in episode six, I don't know if I trust him. I didn't trust him yet. And, you know, I kept hoping that he would be an honest guy. I was hoping that something in episode seven would say, you know, you know, this is it. This is him. And, and and so we saw the finale and they didn't give me any reason to question him any further. So I'm just going, going to go on the basis that he is a good guy only because Ziggy seems sold to me. Ziggy is sold. <laughs> and so I love that Ziggy encourages mom to move forward with Corey. And I love their relationship so much mom and son mm-hmm. and i mean he's such a good kid yeah who you know what kid who's been with his mom it's just been them too encourages their mom to be with a man which is going to take time you know take his mom away from him 
I think that was very selfless. Oh, he Ziggy. saw how happy she was. He said yeah. he makes her smile. I thought yeah. that was really special, too. It is. And being that Jane doesn't seem to have any family mm-hmm. in the area and Ziggy is her everything, having his approval meant so much to their relationship, she and Ziggy. Yeah. And, you know, hoping that they will always have that closeness, especially having a race rolling down the sand dune. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so special. Like, yeah. she and any serious moment can just like grab her kid and yeah. be a mommy yeah to her son but you know like he's a child he can't smell a rat right i i i know that's true <laughs> so i don't know yeah okay well i want um jane to be happy i yes i do too but he knows way too much about her, and he can use that against her. So that's why I, just <laughs> I know don't. we got to find out if he's a cop. We need a detective on him, please. Yes, we need our own private, yes. <laughs> private B-I- detective on him, B-L-L. making sure that he's okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so oh, Renata. Mm, yeah. She's oh, awesome. so in episode six, Renata doesn't need any more surprises from her husband i'm like are you kidding me Mm, he paid his nanny for stress management so embarrassing and this after renata hugged her nanny goodbye yeah i mean that would infuriate me so bad i would i would see red yeah and I, i don't know what i would do and it's bad enough that he did this to her but to feel that humiliation you know in that court yeah it was crazy and it felt so satisfying to see her lay into him and shove those tissues in his mouth. She's oh all like, gosh, how many tissues can I put in there? I mean, he's such a dog. Yeah. And in in episode six, I was like, I hope she dumps his butt and rebuilds herself and surpasses what she had without him. I know. I was really hoping for that. And then here we come with season seven. And I love... That Renata beat the crap out of his trains and then hit him in the gut with the bat and said, no more lies. Yeah. And then later on, she lays in bed with her daughter and says, we're going to be all right. Yep. His attitude was so annoying when he says to her that they don't own the trains that she's going to destroy. Oh, well, you know, he can go F himself or find another nanny, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he probably can't get another nanny to bone because he's poor. <laughs> and then how about when she hit him, Gordon, with that bat? I know. Loved it. I know. I loved it. I don't typically like, you know. A, Violence. Yeah. I know. Uh, but it's like. But that was epic. And yeah. she tells him that maybe he should have shown a woman a little respect. Yeah. You know, so good job, Renata. Uh, we see Renata also moving forward with Gordon in their poor house, in which I thought, I just, I don't know how she does it. Um, I thought she's holding herself together very well. She uh, still has a secret that she has bottled up inside. And I was so surprised at her when she ran into Mary Louise at the coffee shop, oh, Starbucks. Gosh, yes. And then Mary Louise knows... Just just knows how to jab. Oh my god, people, right? And she brings up the nanny to Renata, <gasps> yeah. not knowing that she just found out that her nanny screwed her husband. Um, I think she did know by the private investigators. I don't know, but digging up dirt. Just around. she just she just had a way about her, right? Yeah, like, she knows like all too much. But she did bring up the nanny, and Renata like flipped the switch. Yeah. Yes. Um, 
And she then defends her parenting. Renata defends her parenting and, you know, being a great provider, which she totally is. Yes, she is. You know, and I'm just glad that she stands up for herself as a career woman. And there isn't anything wrong with being a mother who is a business success. Right. And I'm proud of Renata and women like her are inspiring to me. Yeah, I... I I love this part. And Renata is so funny when she tells her to stop being a judgy judger. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> I love and, it. And who puts milk in a uh Americano? I know. I know. <laughs> She's so funny. Yeah. And and then with Celeste, I thought it was incredibly brave of Celeste to represent herself in court. That was spectacular. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was extremely excited to find out that she has to find out what she has on Mary Louise. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, what does she have? Mm-hmm. I know she has something. Right. And she was so smart to bring up the well-being of Mary Louise, since it's only fair to have her analyzed, just as Celeste was analyzed, right. too. Right. Like I That agree. makes so much sense. Hello. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that she had so many sexual experiences with random men. That kind of scared me for her. Um we're talking about Celeste yeah. and her sexual experiences. Right. Yeah. And that didn't surprise me that Mary Louise had private investigators on her. It didn't surprise me at all. Really? I was like, oh, yeah, okay, well, that just seems so her. So like her. Yeah. yeah, so it's funny because I wondered about those flashbacks because I don't know if you remember when I said there was another man she oh, was with. right. And I'm like, ah, oh, makes sense. There was another man. There was other men. Mm-hmm. And, but I don't think any of that matters in this courtroom. I'm so mad at the inappropriate questioning. Her sex life, it's not, she's not exposing this to her kids. It's something she's doing over here. And I really don't think it should be in the courtroom. It shouldn't have gone that far. Yeah. Because they did bring up like, oh, you know, her, if her kids have ever seen that. And yeah. then, like, oh, if her kids did not know that mommy was with another man in the bed. Like, yeah, I guess some of it was, but you totally, like, digging deep into it was totally Yeah, too they much. just kept going and going, and the, her oh. lawyer wasn't saying anything. And I'm her like, come on, Her lawyer didn't do anything. People. Yeah, it was, like, not good. I didn't like that part. And also, I will tell you, the one thing that did worry me was when Madeline... Uh, tell Celeste that she has to be strong. And then Celeste goes home and she starts drinking a bottle of vodka and she keeps drinking. And I was thinking, no, I was so worried that she would be hung over and that they would see the effects. I was so worried. I thought, oh, my God, she's digging herself her grave. Yeah. But thankfully, that didn't happen. And then in episode seven... You know, we see Celeste find something on a video, on a tape, on her, you know, the iPad or whatever it was. And we're not really sure what it is Mm -hmm. until she gets to court and she plays it for everyone. And everyone is in shock because it's showing Perry beating her. Yeah. And her friends are cringing and Mary Louise just can't take it. Can you imagine what Jane must have felt? Yeah, they showed her face, too. They showed her, too. And I was like, oh, my gosh. She's probably all thinking. And you know how we talked about um, how Jane had asked her if she had ever, well, she had oh, said, have right. you ever raped me, though? And uh, But we we think that there still probably was a rape in there somewhere. Yeah. Um, but what I really did like was seeing um, Madeline and Celeste have their heart-to-heart conversation. 
It was so moving to me and such a tribute to their friendship. Celeste questions herself as a mother, but Madeline reassures her and she says, you're a very good mother and your kids belong with you. Yeah. Yeah. I know you really adore their friendship. Yes, I do. I just think it's priceless. I know. And so let's talk about Bonnie. Yeah. Oh, finally. Mm -hmm. So Bonnie sits with her mom and confesses. Mm -hmm. She tells Elizabeth that she resents her for the childhood abuse, feeling unloved and having sex at 13, which led her to marrying a man that she doesn't, she doesn't finish her sentence, but you know that she wants to say she doesn't love. Mm -hmm. And then Bonnie says, That led her to push a man, killing him, but that she was imagining that it was her mother. I'm like, oh, my God, it must have felt so good for her to release all of that burden by saying it out loud. Yeah. But then I wondered, is Elizabeth going to wake up and remember Bonnie's confession? Yeah. Well, I I mean, in season... Or the following episode, we saw what happens to Elizabeth. And I don't know if we'll see where she ends up after that. But um, she understood what she was saying. Because then we see that tear roll down her face, Mm. which was really sad. Um, What was I going to say? Yeah, that whole, like, confessing to her mom. That was really deep. Yeah. That really struck me. That's like... Um, motivating for people watching this, like maybe they have some burden and yeah. some secrets and right. something that they need to get off their chest to right. their mothers. And Perry, he got off that off his chest um, by beating Celeste. Yeah, and he told Celeste what happened. Yes, you to know. Him. So like yeah. people carry that. Yes, they do. And um, it's amazing that she was only able to to um, be truthful mm-hmm. when her mom was in that chromatic yeah. state yeah so felt really sad but and so then we see you know they're at the hospital and we see that bonnie has a pillow next to her and i'm like oh my god oh my god is she gonna smother her mother to death mm. and i'm like don't do it don't do it and you know we see her dad go out and her dad forgets the keys and he comes back and I'm like oh my god you're gonna have another death on your conscience and but when you know oh I know her mother tells or she tells her mother you know there's I don't know if I told you but um I love you and Hmm. she tells her mother that she loves her And I think that was a turning point, a really big turning point for Bonnie, because I think she forgave her mother. And I feel like it helped her regain control and to put her on the path that she needed to go on. Yeah. And so she, when the dad comes in, he sees her laying next to her mother with that pillow. And I'm like, oh, thank God she didn't kill her. Majority of her visions of her mom were, like, very abusive and um, forceful. And then she had some moments where, like, her mom was carrying her. Yeah. Very sweet. And so, yeah. Yeah. I think just by getting all that out really helped her internalize. um, So then she can focus on what was good. What was positive. Yeah. Yeah. And so this propelled her to tell Nate even though he's a good father and a husband, that she doesn't love him and she doesn't think she ever did. Oof. 
He almost looked like he knew it for a minute, his reaction. I think he just didn't, he was hoping for that not to be, because he was trying to work on the marriage and like help her, and he bought the treadmill and went to uh, uh, Ed for advice. I know, yeah. nothing was working, so I think, yeah, yeah, like you're right, he probably did know it, just didn't want it. Right. And so Bonnie ends up going to the police station with tears in her eyes, and it must be so hard for her to do this. And I think at this point, she thinks she's on her own until she sees cars pull up. Yeah. And then like that journal that she had um, where she was writing her confession down. I would be so scared to write anything like that in a journal. because I'd be afraid that I would lose it. I didn't realize she was writing her information. I didn't realize that. Because she said that she pushed him. That was like one of the last sentences or something that Uh I saw. And um, I think it was her dad that had the journal in her his hand, and she like grabs it from him, uh-huh. like really, you know, uh, freaking out, and um, you know, just being that we had seen her drown, or like her mom would say, refer to her as, "Oh, you're drowning," yeah. and then we'd see her in the water. Um, you know, I just understand her so much more now, and I hope that her decision. To come clean mm-hmm. is the best decision for her and her family. Is. I think it is. Yeah. And so um, I was just not sure if she ended up telling Nate and her dad about Perry. I think she did. Yeah. I really do. Because I, I believe Nate says, do you want me to go with you? And why would he say that after she just told him, you know, I don't love you. So basically, they're probably, you know, not going to be together. So the fact that he says, do you want me to go with you? I feel like she must have told them and he was just being supportive. I don't know why. I think at the time I was confused if they were like talking about pulling the plug on Elizabeth, her mom. I think that's what my thoughts were. Mm. I thought they were going to let the mom go. Yeah, the mom was already dead. Yeah. Oh, she died. Yeah, she died. Yeah, she died. Oh. I thought she was just in a coma, like another stroke put her into a coma. I, I thought she died. she died. I'm Yeah, she died. Oh, okay. Now you're making me second guess it, but I've, I've read everywhere that there was a death and that was Elizabeth. So, oh. Well, she's dead. Yeah. Because the last I heard, she was in a coma. So, I Well, know. because she came back to life and then she, I thought she died. I'm pretty mm. sure she died. Well, she was yeah, so, on her way. It looked- yeah. Because when she came back in, she's like, oh, it was like a turn for the worse. I don't know. Yeah. I was just really confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was when Celeste was getting, when she was winning in court, they were showing the death. Somebody must have said she died because they were all consoling each other. Because I was thinking, oh, my gosh, they're over here celebrating Celeste. And, oh, my God, they're over here dealing with the death. That's what made me think. I got to watch so, it again. Because I just, yeah. I think, like... It was concluding the episode, yeah. and then I don't... So much like, was happening. So much was happening yeah. that, yeah, I, we probably both need to watch that. Sounds like a bad again. Game of Thrones finale to me. <laughs> <laughs> so with Mary Louise, uh, Jane told Mary Louise, after being accused of plotting Perry's death, that she would have killed him if she had the chance, meaning she found out... She, Mary Louise, found out that Jane purchased a gun mm-hmm. and she asked or insinuated that she purchased that gun to kill her son. And, oh, my God, this woman. I know. Ugh. Mary Louise is like, 
Yeah, she had a good point, but she's so bold and she just like, is. you know, like I can imagine dealing with a person like her. Um, but I'm glad that Celeste brought up Perry's childhood in mm-hmm. court. Mm-hmm. And I knew that she had something to do with. I knew that Mary Louise had something to right. do with Perry's emotional trauma. Of course. So Holy, I know makes, I couldn't like, wait for it to be exposed. Gosh, like, this woman yeah. dealing with her. Well, and so Celeste knew all along, too, which is we didn't know as, as, you know, as an audience, we didn't know what it was. So I know Mary Louise, she's like, oh, man, I don't know. Like when Jane went went to her about Celeste and she tells her she's struggling, we're all struggling. And Mary Louise puts that information in her hat and says, oh, Jane, are you struggling? Oh, my God. I was thinking, oh, my God, is she going to try and take Ziggy away, too? I was like, oh, my God, this woman is plotting. She plots so much. But after Celeste showed that video footage in court, Mary Louise couldn't face the truth about her son at Mm -hmm. all. And that she had a hand in creating who he was. I know. Oof. Scary. Yeah. She just couldn't face it at all. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about Madeline and Ed. I know. So in in episode six, Ed comes home to find Madeline in her wedding dress singing. And who knew that this would be what it takes for her to show Ed, what he means to her. Wait, does that even make sense? Basically, Ed sees this and it's the turning point, I think. I think he sees an honest Madeline. I think he caught her in an honest moment. And so I feel like that was a turning point for him. Yeah, I actually was going to bring that up later on. But yeah, you're right. I I just thought it was sweet. Mm -hmm. And I at this point, I was still crossing my fingers for them. So in episode seven, Ed is punching a punching bag and Madeline wonders if he wishes it was her. Yeah. And she pleads with him to tell her where they stand. And when he starts to tell her, she's worried of where the conversation is going. But then he says he wants to renew their vows. Mm -hmm. And then she starts, like you, envisioning that wedding that she would like. And he tells her, no, it's just going to be us and our family. Yeah. Just our girls. And I just, I really thought it was the cutest, sweetest wedding. And I loved that ending for them. Yeah. I also loved the vow renewal. And he says to Madeline, they both have changed since they've been married. And it seems right that they start fresh into their established life, right? Yeah. Like a new beginning, yeah. which is really cool for him to recognize as, as the husband. And with all of the time that he's been taking, processing, and she's been wondering, well, yeah. I don't know what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and I felt really bad for Chloe, their daughter. She was scared that they were I going know. to get a divorce. And I'm uh-huh. so happy that they can move forward. And we saw Abigail like and Chloe together yeah. consulting each other and, you know, just helping each other get through this right. stressful time in the family because it's obvious that it was affecting everybody. And, you know, good for them and their marriage. Madeline was sis- sincere and she was sincerely going through it, you know, negatively in the marriage and it was killing her, mm-hmm. the unknown. 
and like the whole wedding gown scene, especially when yeah. the back didn't zip up. Yes, and, and she saw, like, yeah. You know, kind yeah. of going through that. And I just thought that was, like you said, the turning point for Ed. And at that point, I was hoping that they would save the marriage just seeing that. Like, I, you know, I think that was really um, monumental for her to. Right step into that and then the, the song that was playing I yeah can't remember the song i don't either moment, but i just but remember was... all the music is so damn oh when the music was playing with what when she was dancing in the dress oh yeah i can't and remember the exactly home, like, yeah someone's having a party yeah that was pretty cute um i don't think there was much more that madeline could have done right i think, I think it, it, was, it in, was just up it, to it's, ed yes it was i agree yeah um you know and then she mentions to him, like when he was talking about the vow renewal, he she said something about for good or for worse, and then Ed was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, you're done." <laughs> I know. With that, you don't get that anymore. Oh, Ooh, I would hate funny. to have an affair as like the joke of your marriage. Like, no, it's yeah, no, that I know. Too bad. not good. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, Brooke, what were other things that you noticed in these episodes? Um, Renata and Gordon's new car. <laughs> It was an old, like, I don't even know what kind of car it was. Yeah, Yeah, like, just watch again Uh because we have questions. Um, And just see the, like, the door while she's sitting there. It's Uh like an older car. I'm like, oh, where where are they driving? And then she pulls up at the police station in that same old car. Oh, okay. It's like some brown, like, Uh like, who makes a brown car anymore? Uh, Yeah, I know. That's so true. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. And then, like, she still looks fabulous, though. Like, yeah. she just she just owns it, right? And then just the lack of their personal belongings is the reality that they've truly lost all their yeah. material worth. And I hope that she hasn't lost the 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 real value, mm-hmm. which is her life yeah. and Emma Bella. And, yeah. like, if she stays with Gordon or not, I, I, I just feel that it's interesting that she would stay, although she and somebody else spoke that they just stay. Right. Well, that was before she knew. I think she before was talking to she Celeste. Knows, no, she was talking to Jane oh. and Madeline. Oh, okay. And they just yeah. stay. Like, yeah. Oh. But that was before she knew. I mean, come on. At yeah. what point do you not? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, you know, and then with Celeste and her attorney, I just feel like Celeste should have represented herself the entire time. I she know. She did so much of a better job. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually think that she should maybe start working as part of her healing and, um, that might be good for her new life as a single mother exactly. to be a working mom. Yeah. And Bonnie and Madeline's argument when Madeline told Bonnie to F off, mm-hmm. um, no, that's not cool. I understand that she was upset, but it's like, you know, Madeline, come on, get with it, you know. But I was really glad to see that she went to Ed and talked about it, and yeah. then she ended up apologizing to Bonnie. Yeah. What about you? What else did you notice? Well, I don't know. What do you think happened between Ed and Tori? I think, I that think was enough validation. For I think Ed. so too. That's what I think too. But I was just curious because I, people are speculating that, like, oh, Ed just went into that, and that's why he's all this and that. But you know what? That wouldn't be Ed because I just don't think he'd hide a secret like that. I don't, I don't think he would do the same thing to her that she did to him. I, I just don't think that would be right, and it just doesn't feel like him. Mm-hmm. And I do think that it was enough validation to know that he was on, he was on two of Tori's lists. So um, I think that was you know uh, that helped him and his ego, anyways. Yeah. And then 
You know, what do you think will happen to all the women after going to the police? I mean, will the others serve time? I don't know. For lying? Yeah. Or conspire, conspiring to a cover up? I don't know. Maybe wonder. Um, because when they walked in, I was thinking, oh, you know, really, Bonnie's the one who's going to be on the hot seat. And they're just there for support. But then I thought, oh, they might get in trouble, too. It is Monterey. I mean, it's not like it's a small town in the middle of nowhere where they can just be like, oh, we'll just push us under the papers. Yeah. And I thought about Detective Quinlan. They didn't even show her. I'm like, that kind of fizzled out. You think she would have been... She was in the courtroom with the child custody, but that was pretty much... Yeah, I just felt like she... I don't know. That was interesting that that didn't go any further, have a resolution with her. Um, And then Mary Louise driving off. I mean, she lives in an apartment here where Jane is, but for some reason she appears to be driving home. And I just thought that was kind of interesting, too. Hmm. So I don't know if you're aware or not, but... um, you know, there's a lot of people that were disappointed with this season finale, mm-hmm. or this season entirely. And I don't know if you've heard that there's a controversy with the director. No. So um, Andrea Arnold directed all these episodes, and then Jean-Marc, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Valet, and, and David E. Kelly revamped what she had delivered because they wanted it to look more like the first season, but they did it without her knowledge. What does that mean, more like the first season? Because Jean-Marc directed all of it. So, you know, directors have their own vision and their own way of um, directing things. And so they wanted it the tone to look the same. Um, so I think he had a particular way of how he presented season one. And so then when you have another director, they film things their way. And I think that they changed it. They went back and reshot a bunch of scenes. Oh. And because they wanted it to kind of look like season one. But a lot of critics are saying, oh, well, now it's choppy. And now it looks like this. And now, me, me, I loved it. (laughs) I'm happy with season two. It was great. But I'm just bringing up what I've heard. And so, um, you know, just something to think about. Yeah. Um, But I want to end my portion of what I noticed with the music. Because even the opening song, I just love that song. I love all the music. But when Ed and Madeline were getting married... It was the song, Have You Ever Seen the Rain, which I love. And to hear Willie Nelson and his daughter, Paula Nelson, sing it. Aww. I was listening to it again today. Aww. I'm like, I want this song. We're going to have to get you the soundtrack. Yes. I want the soundtrack. And we had sort of talked about that before. But, oh, my God, the song. The song alone is so awesome. And then when I heard it, when it was playing during their wedding, I thought, oh, man, I just love this. Mm. And then just have Willie. I didn't know it was his daughter. But um, it was his daughter singing this duet with him. And I just thought, that is so awesome. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. So, Brooke. Yes. Why do you love Big Little Eyes? Well, I, the amount of drama and baggage these women and men are dealing with and how it can affect their children's lives. Mm -hmm. 
everyone deals with a personal issue, but to see the issues portrayed by these amazing actors is so much fun to watch. And I love talking about the show with friends, and I love to see their reactions as well. Mm-hmm. Why do you love the show? Well, I love the show because I love these women. Even when they are bad, I love them. Mm-hmm. They are flawed, but they're real. They are different, but they're connected. They have suffered or inflicted abuse, violence, betrayal, and lies. But we have also seen loyalty, true friendship, forgiveness, and love. And motherhood has been the driving force in the lives of these women. And I can relate to that 100%. Mm -hmm. And I really hope this isn't the last season because we really need to see more TV like this. Yeah, I agree. That's so good. And so, Brooke, who does your award go to? What was your favorite quote, character, or moment? I'm going to give my award to Bonnie for standing up to her mother and letting her know how she feels. I Mm -hmm. thought that was really empowering. And I think that can give so much strength for a lot of people Mm -hmm. who bottle their emotions inside. So thank you, Bonnie, for having the bravery to stand up and have your voice be heard, even though... You know, it was her last chance to do so. Right. So who would your award go to if you had a favorite character quote or moment, Diana? Okay, so this was the hardest thing to decide because all of these extraordinary performances, I mean, it's just hard to pick one. You know, we have seen each of these characters go through hardships and suffer from their past. and But, but the love and friendship that I saw in the finale really stuck out to me. We saw it throughout the episode, but ultimately it was when they all showed up at the police station. Bonnie has tears as she drives up to the station, but she quickly realizes the other women are there too. And they walk in and they will face what comes next together. Mm-hmm. I hope there's a new season. I'm I, scared. Yeah, I just... I just, you know, watching this whole show made me realize, and even you saying that, you noticed me saying it. I just love when there's a a true friendship and love between women. I just yeah. think it's so special, you know, because we need each other to lift each other up, to support each other, to do, you know, to do all that. You've taught me a lot. Aww. You've taught me, or you're teaching me because I'm still learning, to not always edit myself to just just do it do it once and just go with it and I have a hard time because I'm like oh that's not right I need to do it again or I need to you know present myself again or I need to whatever so just so you know that's what you're teaching me and I'm grateful to you for that thank thank you you. yeah so see we need each other we need each other so I just love that they support each other. And I I really think that that's what um, stands out to me in this whole show. Oh, that's why I love these women. You know, it's so uh, like when when you would point out the friendship, I thought that was so special that you would do that. Like you would see that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And it's like you're saying, it's it's very important to maintain good friendships with people. Because, right, yeah. I mean, in social networks and social groups, it could be... This show could have been about a bunch of fake women bad-mouthing each other. But yeah. instead, it's supportive. And this is like a little bit off topic. But 
um, my daughter, she watches um, some, or she's into some programs that have the good girls and then the bad girls. Uh-huh. Well, I've cut that because I'm like, uh-uh, no more bad girls. Like, it's all about, we need positivity. Yes, we do. And exactly. there was a movie that I introduced to Gemma and Dominic, and it's called The Sisterhood of Traveling Pants. Oh, uh-huh. Have you seen that? I've seen the very first movie. I th- oh, is there another one? I thought there was a okay. second one. I thought so. So I just, it's on Netflix right now, and I showed, I we watched it, and then um, they both wanted to watch it again mm, the very next aw, day. yeah. And I told my husband about it. And it's all positive friends. I mean, yeah, I love that. And I yeah. think that's really... It's a good so, message. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I have to thank you for having me be a part of this podcast. Well, because, for one, it gets me uh, to get to know you. I mean, I've known you for like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. But, like, really only in the salon. Right. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> so this is getting me outside of the salon into a friendship uh, environment and we're working together yes yeah. and I you guys I work independently I work by myself so I don't have to work alongside anybody other than my clientele so right with Diana yeah. yeah we get to uh, collaborate yes we, we do share each other's ideas yeah. whether we uh, agree or disagree like we yeah. you know had to communicate and yeah. so I thank you yeah Aww, for being welcome. a friend and yeah. a uh, yeah yeah uh, business partner yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes so true thank you so what else are you currently watching um the only other program that i was able to watch um was euphoria and i didn't i'm not completely caught up so i'm a little bit behind i've i've only um watched uh episode five and I can't remember the name of the episode at this time, yeah. but it, you know, I told you it's narrated by the main character Rue, and so then this episode was about the backstory on Maddie, and she and Nate oh, had okay. a dispute at the last episode at the carnival, and he left a mark on her neck, and so then something happened at school. Well, the school found out about the mark, and so then they suspected that she was being abused by somebody. So then they like made her tell who abused her she did not want to um so now nate got in trouble by the law um nate's dad had to show up at the school he saw jules he freaked out and got sick uh, because he had a relationship with jules right um cat she is getting so far into her sexuality and her webcam business that i think she's just not respecting herself now i think Mm. she's losing something yeah and we had we had a vision of her with her mom and like her mom still thinks of her as her child her daughter she's 17 she's a she's a kid but then we like saw cat going through something that just like that evening with a encounter with some guy and then we see her laying with her mom like a child it's just it's so heartbreaking to right. see these people. And then Rue and Jules, they're um, evolving into their relationship. But then we see Jules um, possibly regressing. Um, and then we're so the next episode, I'm going to watch it tonight. So, Dominic, you got to go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> no mother son yeah. time tonight. Yeah. I got to watch this and see what happens next, because I think it's just going to be disheartening. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I was able to watch a little bit more, but I'm still way behind. But just to let you know, I'm trying. I'm trying. Yeah. I'm trying to catch up. I think I'm in on episode three. 
Yeah. I think. It's extremely so. intense. So It I, is intense. I, I so still recommend it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm loving these characters, just how much I love the characters in Big Little Lies and Game of Thrones. Like, I just am evolving into this um, show as well. So what other shows are you watching? So I, um, have you seen Divorce on HBO? It's with Sarah Jessica Parker and Thomas Hayden Church. I, it's, we're currently on the third season. And the first season was really, really good. Um, She has an affair on him and he finds out. I get, you know, the first season was a little while ago, so I can't really remember all the details. But I can't remember exactly how he finds out if she tells him or if he finds out or whatever it is. So it's them going through a divorce and you think they might get back and then you're not sure. And then here comes the second season and then he starts meeting. He meets another person and then she's trying to find herself. So really, it's navigating through divorce. They do end up getting a divorce and they're divorced now in the third season. And it's just navigating. They have two children, teenagers. And so um, the only thing is... it's hard for me to recommend it at this point because I just heard that the third season is the end. Mm. And I don't know if everything will be resolved. So I hate to say, oh, yeah, watch the show um, because I don't know where it's going. I haven't, you know, the whole it is weekly. So I have to wait until all the shows are out. So I have no idea where it's going to be. But I have really liked the first two seasons of the show. I really liked it a lot. So Well, I like the characters. Um, I love Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. And I, I feel like I started watching season one, but I don't remember what happened to it. Yeah, it was so long ago because it was, couple, you know, each year yeah. it comes out. Like, so. And then I, yeah, I don't know what happened. Uh, so. So. I am watching that. Okay. Um, I am watching Handmaid's Tale. Oh, my gosh. Something is always happening. That's a really good show. And a, another sh- episode, it's every Wednesday. So, and we're recording this Wednesday night. So. You know, I'm going to be watching episode 10 here, and I think some big things happen. But, oh, my God. this sh- I really think you would love this show. I really I do. I subscribe to the Hulu. So, yes, it's I plan a, to watch it. My yeah. girlfriend, when we went swimming today, she is watching it. She was like, you know, she's like, you yeah. got to watch it. <laughs> so, I'm like, Yeah, oh, okay. it's a good show. Yeah. Okay. So, it's just hard sometimes to see the things that women have to go through but uh you know it's elizabeth moss is extraordinary as an actress doing this role so okay. it's very good and uh you know on a happier note so you think he to dance is going really good um i think they've narrowed it down to 20 dancers the tap dancer barely made it in there that one i was telling you about that was pretty emotional and uh i think they're going to narrow it down again next week so I just love the show. I love the show. And I hope whoever watches it or is not watching it, it's, it's just a really feel good show. You always feel good. It's not negative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a very positive show. And just to see uh, people dance with such emotion is just a really good thing. And Brooke and I have both watched uh, Lion King and we're going to review that. Next week, along with Stranger Things 3, uh, Season 3. And so we're really excited. So we're hoping that you will tune in to that. Yes. Well, 
Thank you. That's our show. Thanks for tuning in. We are grateful you tuned in, and we hope something we said today resonated with you and gave you a chuckle, some happiness, some positivity, or inspiration. Please subscribe to our podcast and tell a friend. We would love more members of our TV club. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. We need your feedback. We'll be uploading a new episode Tuesday, August 6th. It will be on Stranger Things Season 3 and The Lion King. You can find our website listed in our show notes. See you next time. Bye. Bye.